You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm the founder of Scottish Football Forums and I'm joined tonight by Greg and Laurie. Hello guys. Evening. Hello. All right, uh, we're without Chris because he's away seeing Christy Moore. Who's that? Uh, exactly, <laughs> I, had to look, I had to look up this person on Wikipedia and he's an Irish folk singer, songwriter and guitarist. It goes on to say he's well known as one of the founding members of Plank State and Moving Hearts, who I've never heard of. So he's not that well known. Blooming, the Blooming Rebel songs all night, that's what it'll be. I thought he was away to see, uh, what's his name? What's that one of the old women like? Daniel O'Donnell, sure it's not him. You could be right there, Greg. Is that kind of guy that I think you would like that? I would chug a pair of his underpants on the stage. <laughs> he would like that. Right, but Chris is a good guy, so he's managed to give us his SPL review. So he sent in a recording that Laurie will play, and we'll all pretend that we're we'll listening <laughs> to it. <laughs> then I'm going to do, well, I've written down that it's going to be an SFL review, but to be honest, I've, I've not really prepared, so I'll just have a look at the table and see if anyone jumps out. I know the Partick scoreline was quite impressive but other than that obviously Rangers winning but touching that later uh, the topic this week is going to be Hearts and obviously their financial situation and maybe the last time we'll ever talk about them because they could be gone by next week <laughs> the charity bet <laughs> charity bet we'll talk about that then um, we'll maybe touch on the Luxembourg Scotland game but not too much uh, predictions and then that's it. And the last bit in my agenda is always buy. I need to make sure I say buy at the end. If I don't write it down, then it's a bit... I could forget. That's like trying to remind yourself right. to go to sleep when you go to bed, Craig. Come on. <laughs> also, I've got hello at the start of the agenda, but I didn't want it that. I can't introduce that at you the can't. start because I've already said hello. <laughs> Maybe I need to do a pre-hello agenda run-through. Let's get on with it. Right. Chris, over to you with your pre-recorded SPL review that we won't be able to reference because we've not heard it. Saturday's action kicked off at lunchtime in Inverness with the visit of Hearts, who were looking to put a difficult week behind them and try and give their fans something to smile about. But it was a home side that took the lead through Owen Tudor Jones with a stunning strike. Despite plenty of pressure from the visitors, it looked like Inverness would hold on for all three points until referee Willie Collum decided that Jones' attempted clearance for Callum Patterson had nipped in to ensure he got kicked was worth a penalty, and Mary Salyuk has stuck it away to win a share of the spoils. In the three o'clock games, Kilmarnock were the victors at home to Ross County with three goals to nil. Paul Heffernan scoring twice by getting on the end of some decent balls into the box, either side of a Gary Harkins 20-yarder. All the goals came after their mark following a fairly even contest, but with Kilmarnock finishing strongly, they'll be delighted to find themselves in the top six. At Fur Park, Mullerwell hosted Dundee. The SPL strugglers have struggled to find their feet since their late promotion, but took the lead just before the half-hour mark when Nicky Riley scored against the runner play. Indeed, it was a home side who had most of the chances in the game, but only a Michael Higdon tap-in and a stroke of half-time found its way past a stubborn defence, and Dundee earned themselves only their second draw of the campaign. The final 3pm Saturday game was in Paisley, as Aberdeen aimed to go joint top of the SPL. They did just that with a thumping away win, started off by Johnny Hayes before Niall McGinn doubled the lead just before half-time to claim a joint SPL record with Rudy Scatchel of scoring in seven games in a row. He'll eventually get that chance to break a record against his former club Celtic next week. Aberdeen's win was eventually secured in the final few minutes thanks to further goals from Chris Clark and Mark Reynolds and despite a late Stephen Thompson consolation, it was sweet revenge for Aberdeen over the team that had dumped him out of the League Cup just a week and a half previous. The Sunday lunchtime match saw Hibernian host Dundee United. SPL top scorer Lee Griffiths volley opened the scoring for the hosts after 20 minutes, while Owen Doyle doubled Hibs lead early in the second half. The two-goal cushion didn't last long though, as some poor defending allowed Gary McKay Stephen to pull one back a minute later. Rudy Scatchel did have the ball in the net for what looked to be an equaliser, but it was ruled for offside. He came close again before the end with the volley off the crossbar, but it wasn't to be for United as the Bernie moved three clear of Celtic and Aberdeen prior to kick-off in the final match at Celtic Park. Having beaten St Johnson 5-0 in the League Cup and coming off the back of a terrific 2-1 win over the reigning world champions Barcelona, it was another disappointing performance from the champions. Looking rather tired, especially during the final spell of the game, both teams played out a goalless first half. Celtic did take the lead minutes into the second half through super sub Tony Watt, but as the game wore on, Celtic failed to get that killer second. 
St Johnson went for it and their courage was rewarded when Nigel Hasselbank found the equaliser. The game ended 1-1 but Steve Lomas was sent to the stand for moaning about Tony Watt returning to field of play after getting treatment despite the fact he'd been waved back on by the referee. Lomas was also unhappy after the match that the referee awarded a corner for a challenge that was outside the box while he and many of his St Johnson players felt it was a penalty. Bizarre. More drop points for the champions though and having failed to recapture top spot the now trail league leaders have earned them by two. So there yeah, that's his review done. That's, that's it, don't need to talk about the SPL now. Good. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't really reference what Chris says because I don't know. I'm sure it was it. very informative and comprehensive, thorough. It was, as always. I wanted to mention Lomas after he got sent off, after Watt came on the park. And, well, apparently Lomas called the linesman a baldy person. I won't say the word. But do you not think it's a bit childish? The adults really go for that. Well, if, you, if you've been in a football stand, come on. <laughs> Lots oh. of adults go for that. <laughs> I just thought it was, that's just for the playground. That's, that's back primary school stuff. Oh, you baldy. It's, it's not very that's professional, put ridiculous. it that way, but it, it doesn't Aye. completely surprise me. I see. So I was saying off, it was a bit harsh. I thought what being allowed to come on and get the ball straight away. I thought it was against the rules, so I went and looked in my FIFA rule book, and no, it's not against the rules. But I think the referee normally only brings him on if he's not going to be directly involved. Yeah, it's the referee's fault. He's waved him on. So what's the boy supposed to do? Stroll back to the halfway line, no touch a ball? The referee's made a clanger with that one. Lomas is right enough to have a go. I haven't seen anything. But in talking of rules, do you know there's one rule that some people always seem to miss, is that you can shoot directly from kickoff and it, it just came up the other week that loads of people see, were disputing it I can't remember what the discussion was about but you know you can just kick the ball you don't even have to pass it to anyone you can just shoot from centre circle I thought you had to pass it back into your nope. own half in fact no the ball has to, the ball can go back you, but you can shoot you can shoot straight from kickoff you can yeah the ball has the ball has to get the opposite it has to go half. forward that's another thing it has to go but forward, have to go forward. Go forward. You, right. all the, okay. it's just that you have to the um you can't touch the ball back. Yeah, so you can shoot. You can just run up and kick. Mm-hmm. And it's, goals have been scored from before. It was just, just when you're saying, uh, looking up rules, just one that for some reason a lot of people don't seem to realise. All right, I'll, he... I'll give you a, a rule that I read earlier. Yeah, if you take a throw in and it goes directly into your own goals, then it's a corner. No, I did, I did know that. And I think the reason I knew it was from computer games years ago because that's what happens. <laughs> I will it's happened. How'd you do that in FIFA? Um I can't remember what computer what game was it. Was. It might something. I, I'm just sure that a computer game it happened in and I looked it up. Uh, but no, in fact, the reason I might know it is because I think it happened at a Hearts game. Well it's happened but then is it was it not a, an actual goal? There was one at there was or one, was one, one Birmingham incident. Villa where Peter Enkelman, obviously fittingly now at Hearts, um, tried to control it and it sort of just it went under him under his foot, but it slightly touched his foot, so it counted. And I remember the mm-hmm. um, Birmingham fan ran on and sort of slapped him in the face. Do you remember that? They got beat three 0 in the. I think it was no, no, no. But I remember it happened in a Hearts game. I'm trying to remember if it was a against. I think I can remember the game, and I'm trying to wonder if, I think, if it went backwards. I think or it forwards. might have been an attacking throw, though. It was Hearts Livy. Um, it was in 2005, and I think we were two one ahead at the time, and it was Craig Gordon and. I think it might be an attacking throw in though, and it didn't count. It definitely didn't count as a goal, but there was a big argument that Gordon had touched it, but he said that he didn't. Yeah, I remember. Anyway, right. so, so Celtic slip up again. That's two points and out of nine, really. Not very good. I thought I'd move on. Now McGinn scores again, seven seven goals in a row, equaling Scatcher's record. That's decent. I had a look online to see what odds he was to score against Celtic on Saturday in the early kickoff. And McBookie don't have any odds on the goal scorer yet, but William Hill had him at 71 for first scorer. I couldn't find any any time bet, so it's a bit early, isn't it? Aye. But it could be a shout for him to get the record. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Against his old team as well, always, these things always seem to work out that way. Yep. And, well, we've got to talk about Scatchel. Obviously, always got to talk about Scatchel. Some impact he made when he came on. Brilliant. And, well, he should have got that goal. He was onside from what I could see, level, so that's onside. Aye, and do you know what I had I had on? I didn't put many bets on this weekend, but I had on just a couple of pounds. Um, remember I said I had on Dundee United to win and Scatchel to, to score the last goal? So you see, if that had counted, 
and then his thunderous volley went in, then it would have been perfect. That was a good volley. But what happened when Mackay Stevens scored? What was that mix-up at the back all about? The keeper seemed to be blaming the defender. That's the goal. Oh. Ah, shocking. The, the, the keeper was, was uh, flat his arms, claiming the defender had taken a bad touch, but the keeper's gone to control it, and he's knocked it about 15 yards in front of him, straight to the straight to Mackay Stevens, who's, uh, who's rolled it away. It's the uh, keeper's fault for me, no question. Ah, it's ridiculous. I don't know what he was moaning about. What about uh, Lee Griffiths' goal, though? Did you see that? No, I didn't see that one. I seen you, Doyle's goal, but I didn't see it. You Honestly, I take a week <laughs> off. I come back to the podcast. Nobody's watched the highlights. Nobody, I watched. I watched the we highlights. Can't he, we can't but... hear the review. I've I've been busy and you know try to try to save the hearts. You know. Oh, it's, never mind the hearts. Anyway, Griffiths Griffiths we are absolutely screaming at a finish. One of these, the balls come across for the left hand side, and he's just ran on and volleyed it right off the underside of the bar. Aye. Absolute belter. I maybe that's what got him the call up to the Scotland squad for Wednesday. I kind of complain against that. I mean, he's in form just now, so yes. fingers crossed. Billy Stark must go in the forums. Higher level. Read my recommendation <laughs> for him. <laughs> well, hopefully, he gets a game. Hopefully, I'm sure he will. Since I, I must have posted a Darren Barr one somewhere as well because he's called him up. <laughs> Aye, that's all I've got to say about the the SPL. Uh, Nothing really. Tudor Jones for Inverness. It was a, a good strike. McDonald, no chance the way it swerved away from him. Kamara goal as well, cracker. It was. It was. And then their stupid celebration. I don't know what that was all yeah, about. Pulling their pants What's up. with them changing penalty takers? The Hearts game, I was... You know, I put on John Sutton to score. <laughs> to score the last goal. At like 20 to 1. So we get a penalty. I'm thinking, oh, here we go. This could be the one. And they change it. <laughs> they dropped him from penalties. So you're letting the, the bookies get your, your focus nowadays rather than getting the score because, well, he scored, didn't he? He got the point for you, but now you're, ah, oh, I want my 20 oh, points. No, no, it's just uh, Big Zal. Big yeah, Zal doing the captain's job, stepping up. But it was actually a decent second half performance from Hearts, but we still lack that uh, We still lack that sort of cutting edge. If we'd not got a point from that, it would have been, uh, would have been daylight robbery. Well, I'm to Mullerwell, Greg. I know, letting the charity bet down. It's just oh, nothing going our way just now. Saturday was a repeat of Wednesday's game and we played really well. Well, the first half Saturday we played really well, second half we huffed and puffed, but we played really well against Dundee United and got nothing. Came out flying on Saturday and dominated the game and then lost a goal. And to be honest, we were pretty lucky to get one back just when we did because the, the second half was dire. But we're playing well. Uh, we're back to playing some decent football again, so that's encouraging. But we just, we're just not getting a rub of green at the moment. Higdon had, uh, had one chopped off for offside, which is probably, he's probably six inches offside. But I mean, there's no way the linesman can see that. So it's one of these ones. On another day, that stands and we get three points. But I don't know, got a tricky, tricky one next Saturday as well. So we need to start picking up some points. Dropping points against Dundee. Yeah. I know, who, who, who would have thought that? Eh? Who, who would have done that? It's because we picked them in the charity bet, or Paul Bands did. Ah, yeah, as soon as I saw that coming up, I had my head in my hands and thought, oh, dearie me, <laughs> can't see this. But no, I, I don't know. We just, um, nothing's going our way at the moment, but we've got guys back here playing well. Murphy's playing well, Pajama's back playing well, so fingers crossed we can turn it around. Right, you want to move on to the SFL? Yes. No. Yes, right. Aye, <laughs> we're just doing it then. Well, in the first division, it was a top of the table clash between Partick Thistle and Dunfermline, and Partick walked it 5 1, a humping. Dunfermline was continue. And then I don't know what happened at the bottom, but Dumbarton got their first win of the season 1 0 against Cowden Beath, who are a decent team. Other than that, there was Hamilton beat Morton 1 0, and Wraith Rovers beat Falkirk 2 1. The second division was a bit light because of the Scottish Cup third round. East Fife got beat 1-0 off Alloa and Stennis Muir drew one apiece with Ayr. Queen of South still sitting at the top, four points ahead of Alloa, but they've got a game in hand, Queen of South have. And then the third division, the Mighty Rangers got an- another win under their belt, 2-0 against Peterhead, and that's them still top of the table, two points ahead of Elgin, a game in hand. It's- it's starting to look easy for them now. As long as, they, <laughs> as long as they can keep playing at home, that's it. Just keep that up. And Sterling Albion got humped 5-2 off Annan. Montrose beat Clyde 2-1. 
And Elgin beat Berwick 3-1. And that's it. That's it for the, the SFL roundup. What's your in-depth analysis of your thoughts of the performances? And... <laughs> Are you just uh, going to tell me the scores? The classified, is it? Uh, that's it. <laughs> I told you I didn't get a chance to prepare. All right. What was your excuse? My excuse? Uh, busy doing something else. Well, we can move on then, because I've been busy distracted by uh, saving save hearts. I know, hearts. before... Or you, or you got before, someone else? Before we move on to hearts, I wanted to mention Tweety Eye. Now, we're not going to do it this week, but you know what? I started following that David Priest, and I wish I hadn't. Why? It's, it's, tweets are just nonsense. It's rubbish. It's just... I don't know why I followed them. Right, but that's my moan about Priest over by. Right, on to hearts. Aye, on to hearts. Kind of that one came out the not came out the blue, but I don't know if we're expecting a, such a serious matters to arise so quickly. Obviously, since the last podcast, so it's been um, it's been all hands all hands to the pump at the moment by the Hearts fans, and I think uh, there's been a couple hundred thousand raised already for the tax bill, which is was it Thursday? It's due. <laughs> so it, yeah, McGlynn wasn't sure whether you'd make the weekend. What, what's the what's the current state of play? They owe this tax money. How much is 450, that? 450,000. 450 by Thursday, and then they need how much more money to get to the end of the season to direct? 2 million. 2. I don't know if that includes the 450,000. 2 million was the target for the end of the season. You see, the other tax case is very different. I I'd still don't understand how the 1.7 million tax case can even. I think that's that's a case of the tax, HMRC try to see what they can get and not expecting. You know, there's, I, I don't. You know, if you see the other tax case, doesn't make any sense to me. Is that for the that's, loan? That's first? for the ones, <clears throat> and everyone I've spoke to, um, apparently they, they were paying taxes on all that in Lithuania. So I, I don't understand why it's. I, I pers- From what I read, they've got an agreement with some countries where you only pay it once. But it depends. I just don't see how that one can stand. At this, <clears throat> I think that's HMRC looking back over everything and going right. Let's see what we can. Let's see if we can try and get something here. The four hundred fifty thousand is different. I mean, that's, I mean, I th- that is, it's caused a bit of, it's caused a lot of people to be very dubious that they think that hearts are possibly some people hearts are looking at like right, we've kept bailing them out. Let's see if we can get the fans to do it. And they, whatever happens, you know, it'll get paid. A lot of people think, you know, whatever happens, they'll get paid. Vlad wouldn't not pay it, but they're seeing if they can get someone else to pay it. And the problem is that might well be the case, but. Do you call Vladimir Romanov's bluff? That's the risk you're taking because he has let a team just he just pulled funding completely from teams before. Yep, the basketball team struggling, are they not? He was talking about foot partials. Kaunas ended up at in amateur football. They had to kind of restart. He just pulled all the funding out of a Belarusian team who were called Repo, but they've changed their name now. But uh, the Repo man, MTZ Repo, they were called. But it's a case of. I think we have to. I think the Hearts fans have to do it, and it's it's everyone's kind of rallied together, and we've you know a couple hundred thousand has been made already. And is that in pledges or actual? No, no, cash? And money earned. Um, you right. know, there's been a lot of money raised, out, like the the Brow House pub in Edinburgh, a Hearts pub in Edinburgh that raised a lot of money on Sunday. Basically, donated all takings to um to Hearts, and they had like raffles. Rudy Scatchell came round. They brought the Scottish <laughs> Cup round. I know Greg likes that we. <laughs> oh, they cut it again. It's, it's been at least a week since that's been trotted it, so might as well bring it. Greg loves it. We take it everywhere we go. Just... You might as well get one last lingering look at it as well. It might be a while before you've seen that again, boy. It's all right. I've seen it three times. So, so see the the money of the money they've raised. Have they? Has that been handed over yeah, to the it's club? Straight to hearts. Basically, the way people are doing it, um, they're buying shares. And they're put under the name of the Hearts Youth Development. Um, so yeah, the money's getting ploughed straight into Hearts, all of it. Um, is there is there any concern? You you know better because you've spoken to people closer to it. Is there any concern that handing this money over is maybe not the best thing to do? Perhaps raising money is a good idea, but perhaps keeping a hold of that money somewhere else might be the um, way to go. Well, it has been, yeah. And I, I don't know if you've seen the eighteen seventy four Fighting Fund is something which Gary Mackay and a few others are pledging to and they're starting, which is separate, isn't going straight to the club, it's sort of going away for a rainy day, so to speak, or if it, if if we need it. But I, I think people are sort of, um, the situation is seen as that urgent that we can't really be 
too overly concerned with the politics of it. And from what I understand from speaking to people who are closer to it, uh, it, there isn't so much a danger of it going, like Romanov not signing checks as such. He hasn't done so in a while. There's not, there isn't as much concern, but yeah, there is a bit of concern that where's the money going, but we, I think the the general attitude at the moment is we can't sort of, we have to kind of do it now and think later. Like someone said, someone I know put it the best way when they were asked, you know, what if we're in the same boat in a, like a month from now or in a season? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, at the moment, the issue is just making sure there is still a boat because <laughs> it is that grave. And I just don't think we can, I, I'm, yeah, I'm obviously not 100%. From what I understand, there isn't really an issue in that that sense of it at the moment. And, and to be honest, I still don't, I know people's, I don't think, Hearts going under. I don't think it'll happen, and I don't think it makes any sense for it to happen. To be honest, if you look at the fact that obviously this tax was a problem because it's with HMRC, but our debt, which is about twenty million, is owed to UBIG, who obviously then control the club. So it's it doesn't make any sense to me for them to lose their only asset, which is obviously Hearts so the stadium and such. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah. liquidation that you know they can risk losing all that. And even though Hearts, yeah, at the moment, there's financial issues. Apparently, again, this is from what I've heard, what I've understood the figures to be. The shortfall is maybe 150 to 200,000 pounds a month. You know, if we can make it to January and the end of the season, we're not that far off basically cutting our wage bill to a point where uh, the club starts being in profit again. And, you know, it is still a club with about, you know, the best part of 8 million turnover. Best part, well, 8 to 10, 10 million turnover. If they get the wage bill right down, then... At least they've got something servicing that debt. They have an asset there. They can possibly run for something. Yeah. Whereas if they let it go in admin just before it's maybe kind of breaking even again, and they maybe risk losing it, then they're losing their only asset they've got. You know, it doesn't make any sense to me. So I don't think it'll happen. But I do think the situation is at the stage where we do. We have to act anyway. You know, we can't really hang around and and sort of rely on Vlad. But you see, with the Rangers money, to me, it depends how you look at. It, I suppose, but that maybe suggests that the situation isn't as grave as we're going to be gone by next week. You know, the fact that you're... That's a strange one because it's panic stations at Hearts right now and Rangers have come in and said, look, we'll give you, is it half a million just now? And we'll do that if you let us off with the remaining 300 grand. I know that some people are saying it's a bit cheeky. Some people are saying that Green's kicking Hearts when they're down. But to me... I completely understand why... A wee bit in negotiations, maybe, is needed, but for some reason, Hearts have just come out and said, no, no, we're not going to accept it. And if it is panic stations, when then why are they saying that? Why are they willing to let the club collapse just because it's Rangers? No, I mean, I think that is just a case of... That is maybe a way to look at it, that it's not that you, Romanov, wouldn't, wouldn't let the bill go unpaid. And I mean, Thursday is the date that an agreement doesn't actually have to be paid by Thursday. I understand that as long as an agreement is in place to have it paid over or whatever. I, I don't know exactly, but yeah, that would suggest to me that maybe Romanov just sold it. it. It's a hard one to it's a hard one to say for sure, but the danger is it's what I was saying to a few people who've actually said that to me. You know, I don't trust this raising money. I think he's just trying to get a quick buck out of the Hearts fans. And I mean, yeah, it isn't great in a way because it's sort of holding a gun to our heads and going right, hey up. You know, it's your turn to pay for the bills. But at the same time, do you? That's what I'm saying. Do you call someone like Romanov's bluff? Because even if maybe he had planned on paying the bill, if we came back and basically, you know, said, "Not do it. We're not doing this," then he's he's a, he's an erratic character. You know, he, you wouldn't put it past him, even if it would cost him money to say, "I I don't like this attitude. No, I'm not paying it." Yep, I agree. Hey, yeah. Yeah. There seems to be a wee bit. It's almost like a sort of conflict. Of approaches here. On one hand, you've got you've got Hearts fans going out buying multiple multiple tickets for the weekend's game, giving them away, buying shares, and I mean we're calling it shares, but let's be perfectly honest, donating hundreds of pounds to Hearts because you ain't going to see any money back from those shares. You've got supporters chucking money in hand over fist to try and meet these immediate bills in one hand, and then on the other hand, you've got whoever at Hearts who's calling the shots at the moment, knocking back a, a, a potential deal from Rangers, which would see that tax bill paid. Yep. It, it it just strikes me as a, as a wee bit odd that the, the supporters are doing so much, but yet here's an opportunity for the club to get, all right, maybe they, maybe a long-term taking 
your 500k instead of the 800 is not the right thing to do. But in terms of the immediate situation and, and, and putting that to bed, you would think they would have seriously considered taking that money and uh, just getting the bills paid. So it seems a bit strange. Possibly. Um, but I think we've just got, we've just kind of got to do what we've got to do. I mean, yeah, is it, I saw there was a kind of garbage article in the, the Scottish Sun on Sunday, I think it was, and it was basically saying this. They had a financial expert saying, you know, this isn't a good, you know, the, the Hearts fans are investing, you know, they, they won't get much return for this. And Was that not the, the Meerkat, though? Did you not have a picture of the Meerkat? <laughs> that was me. I, 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 I removed the picture. I changed was that you? I circulated that photo with the meerkat instead of the financial expert. <laughs> I thought it was real. It's like saying, well, duh. I mean, what, what, what do you think Hearts fans are investing? Because they think it's like it's going to return loads of, you know, loads of profit on these shares that they're investing. They're, they're giving money. To, it's just this, you know, the sum where they're putting their bold and capital doomed and the, the financial expert says Hearts are doomed. If you read what he said, all he said was liquidation as a possibility. But then, well, you can say that about every football team, could you not? <laughs> of course, yeah. it's a... I mean, in, ter- in terms of the, in terms of the, let's say, let's say administrations, the next step, if they can't, for whatever reason, find the money to pay these bills, isn't it the situation that, as you said already, the bulk of the the debt owed is owed to Romanoff? What's mm-hmm. other... yeah, it's owed to UBIG. The whole debt, they've taken all the debt. So, I mean, other than that, there, there's not really any creditors other than. Romanov in his bank. No, pretty much. I mean, HMRC, so, obviously, these things crop up, but, it, I mean, people compare it to, to range, but it's, it's totally different. I mean, these bills crop up like another person not paying their tax over a couple of months. You know, we're behind in it. We get a bill and basically what we do is we don't pay it. And we get the reminder we don't pay it, so then the red letter comes. This is basically the red letter we get. It's not a case of there's all this amount of tax over a huge period of time. It's basically, other than, I mean, you've got the 1.7 million bill, which is slightly different, but that's a whole different dispute. Basically, mm. we pay bills late and we, we keep leaving it to this point where you get winding up orders, which is it's not a good way to run business, but yeah. it's not it's not the final kind of nail in the coffin as of yet. So I think it's very different to Rangers because the Rangers one was a case of, well, the bill was never going to be able to be paid. Was It was an impossible figure. And... It's an impossible and it's also unknown. We still don't know what the figure was. No, but, so yeah. yeah, with the debt owed to... I just don't see why UBIG would... Uh, maybe. I mean, I, I, it depends how bad the situation is with UBIG, I suppose. But you've got you've taken on this this, huge, this club's debt of £20 million and at least they're servicing it. You know, at the moment, we are self-sufficient in a way. Basically, you know when there's an issue with wages or when bills don't get paid... That's because we've had a month where for it, maybe we've not had as much home games. We're teetering on the brink at the moment. So basically, they have they allow us, they, they'll sign off on emergency payments every now and then. But we are effectively self-sufficient to the point where <laughs> we can almost pay everything, but a little fluctuation in not having enough, you know, money sales or whatever means that wages don't all get paid. So we're at that point where we're almost there, but I think we need to at least get to January, possibly end of the season, because we we do still have players who are on over you know five grand a week. But who have you got that you could sell? Because that's that's what's going to happen have to happen in January. You're going to have to sell. So who's who's in there that's that's going to be appealing oh, to mean, the clubs? I suppose you've got the likes of Ryan McGowan. Um, we, we you know we had interest in him, but we were wanting more money than maybe it was realistic at the time. I think Sheffield Wednesday were interested for. A few hundred thousand, obviously. I like him. I um, him. Uh, do, do you know how much? Do I actually heard how much Rangers offered him? It was, it was ridiculous. But anyway, that's it. How much? <laughs> Just under thousand pounds a week for a team. How much? Thousand pounds a week for a team in third division. Aye. Supposedly, it's what I heard from somewhere which I would trust. Um, and mm. Timbleton's got getting seven, isn't he? I thought seven was the the highest. Well, I mean. I d I didn't know the I didn't know if he was getting it. I just I mean that's a whole other issue, but I just think that's yeah. a bit ridiculous. But yeah, I mean maybe like the likes of Zalukas, would he be worth a couple of bucks? Um yeah, I mean he gets a lot of stick, but he is he's probably one of our best players this year and we don't have the kind of defensive record we do without him and Webster being very solid at the back. Uh he'd probably be more appealing for a continent 
maybe an Eastern European team or something, I imagine. Um, although I suppose down down south, we have heard an interest from down south previously. I, I don't know. In terms of actually, I suppose it, it depends what we're looking for. In terms of actual money, it's hard to get, you know, especially with Scottish football, the way people look at it. Um, and our position means that clubs are going to want to come in and get, you know, players for next to nothing, basically. Exactly. Yeah. The thing is, it's twofold, though, because even if you get, it's not great, but let's say you get a nominal fee, a couple of hundred yeah, thousand, no. you get the fee, plus you get them off the wage bill. It depends on, I mean, I don't know what, for sure what some players are on. I don't know what others are on. Um, so it's hard to... And then, I suppose, the, I mean, the issue is in terms of how much better they could get, I suppose, in terms of do you sell players like... Because McGowan has got, you know, if his contract's up at the end of the season, so this is one of the issues, isn't it? Because his value's going to be... We had to sell Templeton, I think, because his value yeah. was going to obviously plummet by the month because, well, it was almost our last chance. Whereas McGowan... Will we get anything for him? Because people could start talking to him, and they might think, right, pay for him to get for an extra five months, or do we just offer him a contract? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's almost like with that, if if by January we're in a position where we know we're going to get to the end of the season, it might be even worth looking at someone like McGowan, who is, de- you know, at this stage you definitely think. <laughs> although I think back to rejecting offers of two and a half million for Andy Driver and wonder what. The- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No one's definitely got a good sell-on value. You never know what might happen, but you'd hope he would. Uh, so who knows? But yeah. look, I don't want it. I don't mean to jump in here, but we're kind of tight for time. I mean, I think at this stage, there's a lot of good effort going in from the Hearts fans, and I think it has galvanised everyone. You know, it looks like we're going to sell out the game against St Mirren. You know, Hearts fans, and I've actually been speaking to the club about arranging a few other things. So it's just, it's just good to see everyone sort of pulling together and you know making a making. I think we made a hundred thousand in the first twenty-four hours. After you know we knew this was happening, and it was, I just think it's quite good to see that sort of thing happening. And no matter what the situation, I think it's just a case of keep plowing money into the club. It's not like before with save parts had to be. It was a case of being separate, and it was an organisation raising money. This is just a case of getting Hearts fans to pull together and plow as much money into the club as they can, basically. Yep. Well, I'm obviously I'm not a Hearts fan, but I really do hope that they survive I mean, past us because. I don't want to say that Scottish football needs Hearts because I don't know if that's the case, but I think Hearts are good for Scottish football, and I'd, it'd be a sad day if I, if they did go under. It'd be a sad day if they ended up going down the route of Rangers, for example, and going down the leagues. So yeah, I hope hope it gets sorted. There's been a lot of there's actually been Hibs Celtic. Uh, there's actually I've seen Hibs Celtic both um, effort of fans actually contributing buying shares and stuff. So is that? Yeah, that's an interesting point. I I just want to touch upon it just for time's sake, but it's interesting the reaction of uh, opposing fans to the Hearts plight compared to Rangers. When it was Rangers, it was very much kick them when they're down, whereas Hearts, as you say, other fans, opposing fans, are are helping out. Maybe it's Scottish society. Maybe it's because Hearts aren't the part of the old firm. I, I just don't understand it. Yeah, Hearts have one of the sides that have dominated or been partly responsible for dominating Scottish football over the last 10 years. That's 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 the big difference there. Hearts are seen as, not the underdog, because they, traditionally they've done all right, but I mean, Hearts haven't exactly set in the head of five years. And I think a lot of supporters of a lot of clubs, Hearts downwards, you know, recognise, um, you know, what it means to the supporters of their clubs, because you're going along, you're chucking your money in, you're never really seen them winning that much. Okay, with the exception of the Cups and Hearts cases, they've, they've done pretty well. But, I mean, you're just chucking money in every season to go and watch your side. And I think a lot of supporters from other clubs have an affinity with that. Whereas for Rangers and Celtic, I mean, every other club has watched them dominate Scottish football for years. So in terms of the sympathy involved, I, I think it's a different, I think it's a completely different I emotion. Think I would say as well, I think, I wasn't, I certainly wasn't one in terms of the, the kicking Rangers. I mean, I'd, a lot of people saying it to me. I was like, "Well, no, I, I, I certainly wasn't. I, I wanted Rangers to get out of it." But I think, certainly in the latter part of the Rangers saga, I think the issue with many was that Rangers wanted to restart and get back in to stay. I think that's where the majority of the issues came from. You know, I, I said, "You know, if there's no issue for me if Rangers go into administration, they sort out the problems, whatever the bills may be, and c- come out of it with you know the points deduction or whatever." I think the issue for me came that Rangers fans, a lot of them seem to think 
well, no, we should stay here. If it happens to Hearts, then I think it would go the same way. I, I, I think people would feel the same. If Hearts, you know, did, God forbid, in the position where we, we knew liquidation was coming and we felt, I, I think it would have to go the same way. You couldn't just say, oh, we're going to stay in the league. We're going to re-enter as a new team in the same league. For me, I think that's I think yeah. that's where the big issue came with the Rangers thing was the whole, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to go under and start again and we want you to let us back in because we're Rangers. I think I think that's what didn't sit well with a lot of fans. Where that was, mm-hmm. that's the way, and not all Rangers fans were like that. I'm not saying that and that, but it was perceived from a lot of people that it was, you know, we've done this, we mucked up, but we get to start again. And the reason you should let us stay here is because we're Rangers. And I think I think it shouldn't have mattered whether it's Rangers, Hearts, Montrose. Exactly. You know, yeah. And if it does happen to Hearts, I will stick by that. I mean, obviously, I would I wouldn't want to see it happen to Hearts, but you can't have teams folding starting over because yeah, we're in this position because of you know spending above above our means. I don't think. Uh, we've not done anything in terms of you know double payments or anything, but we're in this position we're spending above our means. So you know if if we do end up going under, it's it's only fair that a new team would have to re-enter like anyone else. Yep. Yeah. Can can we yep. move on to the the charity yep. bet now? And we'll we'll maybe pick this up again next week because well the way things are going, the speed things are going at, we just don't know what's going to be happening, and I'm sure more things will happen by the weekend. As so yeah, Greg, you were going to pick the charity bet. I've picked it, yep, picked it, ready to go. Paul Band was rubbish last week, he got <laughs> one out of four. Chronic. I know, Aye, it's embarrassing, he's went in the hiding. <laughs> <laughs> right, so who are you picking? Going three aways, Hibs away at Dundee. Aye, Any, anybody can beat Dundee. So, yep, yep. anything beat Dundee. Partick away at Hamilton. Right, good one. And I've gone Queen of the South away at Broth. Yep, you're keeping it simple, that's what go I like. for our favourites. Right, that £10 from McBookie returns £58.33. We not bet against Dundee in the last two charity bets? Well, it was Motherwell let us down. Motherwell, Motherwell were rubbish. So. Motherwell was a jinx. Hearts the week before. Hearts <laughs> are the best team in the country, so they're going to they're gonna win, win the money. I the thunk Dundee. Dundee are rotten. Right. I did, I did um, was it just an amusing, someone tweeted a Hearts fan, I know it was having a wee dig at the heart situation and saying, you know, they're enjoying as Hibs continue continue to dominate Scottish football. It's good to see. <laughs> Which, you know, it's... Oh, oh, well, good, you know, they're having a good start to the season and stuff. But it's just they continue to dominate Scottish football. <laughs> they're running away with it, Laurie. It's, it's going to be over by Christmas. It's an interesting, an interesting... Wow. What a season for Hibs that would be, winning the league and Hearts going to business. <laughs> as long as they don't win the cup, it's fine. <laughs> are you lucky the cup was last season or you would have lost it 3-0? Right, we'll move on. I wanted to touch uh, briefly on Scotland's friendly midweek because they're off oh, playing ex- the, the powerhouse Luxembourg. I'm excited oh. now. <laughs> Darren Barr's in the squad, you know. It's, well, it's a, a fresh-looking squad. Murray Davidson, Griffiths, Barr. That's interesting. As usual, we've got the, all the call-offs. As people, oh, I've got a wee bit of a bruise. I can't play because it's a friendly. This is the kind of team we should be taking, though. It's, I, I'm kind of glad there's been all these call-offs. You know, I mean, what's what's the point in playing a friendly against Luxembourg and playing, you know, the usual culprits? We've got, a, you know, got Billy Stark. To, obviously, Billy Stark wasn't. Good. Maybe he wanted to be a bit cautious because you know he's not really the manager as such. He's kind of just standing in, but. Um, I got told the day before it was announced. Um, I'm glad. Publicly I'm told. glad Shinny's in there. Um, I'm glad from what I see, Kelly. I've quite liked him at Kelly. Um, I'm glad to see these people in there, just to kind of have a look at them. Um, Grant Hanley, I've not really seen much since they've Blackburn have been in the in the championship. Darren Barr, I mean, <laughs> it's an interesting one because he's not the most popular player, even with Hearts fans. But you know. Christ, we've played Gary Caldwell in midfield, and to be honest, I think he would do a better job in midfield than Caldwell. You know, he doesn't do. He's he's not a. He's by no means a technically brilliant footballer, but he puts a hard shift in. You know, he works hard for the ball, and we've kind of maybe it's maybe a position we're looking at getting someone in. And yeah, he's not fantastic, but someone different. So to get Davidson in, Shinny, I think Shinny definitely deserved it. Interesting to see him. I suppose. <laughs> It's it's good to see that Kenny Miller's still there, no matter what. Maybe get his, maybe get himself another goal against Luxembourg, but and Griffiths as well. I, I I mean I can't I can't stand him obviously, and I can't help it. I'll never be able to 
did not <laughs> did not dislike him, but I think he definitely deserves it. You know, it would have been a travesty if he'd not got a call up, no matter who'd been available or not, because he's obviously the he seems to be the most prolific Scottish striker available just now. So I'm quite I'm quite yeah. It makes it more interesting for me having these different players there. I mean, it's it's a stupid, it's a friendly against. I, I don't want to say a rubbish team because you know what will happen. Well, they they could do anything against us. They're a hundred and forty fourth in the world, and what we are seventieth. I think their best ever placing was ninety third. Right, but they're they're not as bad as they have been, from what I understand. You know, I mean, they're still a team who we should beat, but you know, it's Scotland, so we can't take them for granted. But yeah, personally. Well, in August 2006, just off the top of my head, they were 195th in the world. Oh, just, just like that, you must be following them closely. So. I always do. Me and the the student for the Pharaohs, we follow the rankings. Anyone else that. you guys think maybe could have been in there, since it's quite experimental now? Oh, I don't know. Is there any... Um, I know it's Russell's still not there. Is there a reason he's not... Was he pulled, Did he pull out? Or? He's is he not sort of still returning from injury. I wasn't sure if it was to do with fitness. It's one. I thought yeah. Jig Jig deserves a call up again. He's, he's scoring for fun down the fifth division. That's about Luxembourg's level. He's about ninety-five. He's a, he's a spring you chicken. Can't use your elbows so much in international football. He's a, even against Luxembourg. Who, who's gonna Cami Bell? I take it is. Who do you think is gonna start in goals? Because you've got Bell, Jilks, or Samson. So it's not really got any. Well, Bell's the one with the, the experience, isn't he? He's been called up more often. Jokes has been called up quite a lot. Uh, ah, you're right. I mean, neither of them have, you know, got a whole lot of... Both have been capped now, though, haven't they? Yeah, they might get a half each. Something like that. I'm, I have to say, I'm not a huge Craig Sampson fan. but uh... Uh, Craig Gordon's too busy in sports scene. He, he refused to call over, up. Over Jamie Mack, there is, <laughs> there is some people who still think it might be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Right, so we're going to go for a prediction for that game. I don't care. Darren Barr, Patrick. Right. Right, I'm going to go for a, a Why don't draw. you go Darren Barr first goal, Scotland to win 5-1? Right, what's the odds on that then? I don't know. It's just, just a scorecast I like. Right, okay. We'll go with that. Darren Barr first goal, Scotland. Right, we'll move on then. We'll move on we'll do the SPL predictions. Because we need to get Greg sorted out. Because Greg, I looked at the leaderboard and no. it seems as that you've not been predicting. No, I've not been playing. I've not been playing for ages. Because I was linking Laurie's got two points this month. I've got four and Chris has got seven. But you had nothing because you've not even predicted. No, what I'm going to do is just, I'm going to wait until second half of the season. I'm going to start playing and Laurie's going to stick a score on me. What betting in play to win that league. <laughs> <laughs> Laurie, definitely try it. McBookie are going to give us some odds of me winning the podcast league. <laughs> I'll have a word with them. Right, so we've got Friday night football again, and it's Dundee United against Killy. And Killy are three to one on McBookie, which is quite high odds, because Killy can be good. I'm going to go for a draw, nevertheless. One one. Uh, uh, Dundee United for me, two enough. Did, did Dundee United have like a? I mean, this game had a very long-running hoodoo over it for a while. I can't remember where it was though. <laughs> it was Dundee United struggling against Killy for? I don't know. Anyway, you need Chris on for stuff like that. <laughs> oh, Chris would know. Uh, Stato. Dundee uh, United, it's a hard one to, you know, they had that late sort of turnaround against Celtic, which was impressive. Then against Hibs, this kind of the second half, they were, you know, they ended the game pretty strongly, but uh, Kelly, mm, I'm going to be boring and say a draw as well, one each. Hard to... Hey, I wasn't being boring. I see a cheek. I mean, I mean, like I was, I was going for an exciting I draw. Mean, like safe, you know, like can't call it, so I'll just say a draw. I, I don't know why they have these Friday night games and they don't put it on TV. They just need somebody needs to sort that out. Greg, go and have a word with them, please. I've got a, on my list of things to do. Defeat the purpose then. No, I wouldn't. It means I'd get to watch it. Aye, and then half the fans who would go would get to watch it. It wouldn't go. Well, it's all about me. <laughs> it's right. all about right on a Saturday. <laughs> And it's Aberdeen against Celtic lunchtime kickoff on ESPN, 12 o'clock, nice and early. So the Celtic fans makes it easier for them to make it all the way to Aberdeen. I'm going to go for a McGinn, anytime scorer, but I think Celtic are going to win this. They're going to get back to winning ways in the league. I'm going to go 1 2. Uh, I'll go 2 1, Aberdeen. Ah, it's, it's an interesting one, you know, Celtic. <laughs> they could beat Barcelona, but they can't beat. 
Can I beat um, St Johnston at home? Kelly at home. It's... Aye, and Aberdeen. Pretty, pretty hot stuff at the moment. What hot stuff as in like wooty woo? Aye, very. <laughs> no. They're on, on a good run of form. Uh, I really don't know how to call this one either. I, f- I fancy Aberdeen as well, actually. Two one. Two. I'm gonna go very. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two nil Aberdeen. Two nil Aberdeen. Uh, right. Yeah. Oh well. And the next one up is Dundee against Hibs. It's got to be an away win here. Got to be, as I mentioned earlier. Any any decent team would hump Dundee. So I'm gonna go three nil Hibs. Aye, same same for me. You know, Hibs. Lee Griffiths returning to his old his old team. Maybe the 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 occasional get the better of him might give it a bit of a get it right up yet to the wrong fans. Uh, <laughs> uh, aye, Hibs will probably win. Three uh, one. I'll get Dundee a goal. Colin Nish against his old team. The next one. We're not really sure if it's going to take place. It's Hearts versus St. Mary. Oh, it's going to be... We better take place. We've got 15,000 seats sold. What are we going to do if there's no game? We'll have to get something else. Laurie's bought 15 tickets in his own. I could afford that. 2-2. Uh, I fancy Hearts. I think St. Mary can defend, so... Uh, Hearts pretty good at the back. I'll go... I'll go 2-0. 2-0 Hearts. I'm going to go... I'm going to go crazy. We're going to go out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> <laughs> right, if it, if it takes place, it's going to be it's going to be mental. It's going to be 5-1 hearts. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking 4-1 four, four, was my realistic, but I'm thinking just because we like that scoreline. It's going to be 5-1. It's going to be it's 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 going to be like a, a crazy one-off where you know, we've got a full stadium all of us just such a galvanised atmosphere. Everyone's gonna just, just gonna drink it in, and St. Mary just aren't gonna know what to do. You have those, have those scarves twirling them again like just a years ago. Well, that daft nonsense. Nope. <laughs> you never know what happens. We still do the twirl. What's wrong with the twirly? Uh, it's a red deck. That's what's wrong with. <laughs> Someone on the forum was was asking whether a. If Hearts go to business, whether it'll just be three nils in the predictor. So maybe we should be predicting three nils at Mirren. Maybe. I'll think about that as a tactic for next week. Be more optimistic. Right. I, no, I mentioned earlier, I hope Hearts survive. Right. Next one up, St. Johnson against Ross County. It's going to be a home win, definitely. St. Johnson, I like them. Three nil. Aye. Aye, Ross County look as though well. they're, they're um, stuttering a wee bit. St. Johnson going well. Oh. I'll go f- f- 4-1 St. Johnson. St. Johnson can score four, aren't they? Don't know about that. Um, 2-0 St. Johnson. This is for Saturday, and then we're moving on to Sunday, and it's a 12.45 kickoff in Inverness, and that's to make it convenient for the Motherwell fans this time. It's on Sky Sports 4 for folk like me that are too lazy to go to football games and just like to watch the TV. I'm going to go for a 2-1 Victory to Motherwell. Oh dear. I was kind of hoping you'd go for Inverness. Um, <laughs> Kibosh on it, as you uh, like to say. Uh, I've, got, I've got a funny feeling Motherwell might not guess as well. Um, could be 3 2. 3 2 Motherwell. Uh, Motherwell win. That's not even possible. Uh, <laughs> Inverness, you know, it's only good teams go up to Inverness and get a result. Uh, we're good in the road. <laughs> Chronic at home, good in the road. Um, <laughs> uh, it's going to be dull, nil-nil. It's rubbish. It's never going to be nil-nil. <laughs> there better not be if I'm watching that. I'll need to switch it over to an English game, if that's the case. So it better not be. It's about not to be now that I've said that. It's going to be a right. goal fest. Well, that's, uh, that's how our prediction's done. But if you're, if you're listening and you fancy predicting the, the score, taking random guesses like I do, if you go to the forum which is forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk slash predictor and you can put in your predictions there. You could maybe win £20 if you have a, a good month but well, I never have a good month because I'm rubbish at this. See that was a great link there up until you ruined it with that £20 nonsense. See how you seamlessly went into you've heard us do our predictions now if you'd like to do yours. 
Let's not practice that. It's part of the script. Yeah, I thought you had lived all this. <laughs> Freestyled it. Right, before we go, I don't think we should really skip over the Barcelona result for Celtic because I think it was momentous. A momentous night for Celtic and for Scottish football. Was the score? And they, they flicked it. They flicked it too. I was raging because I didn't I, back them this time. I was sitting there teetering on it. I had it, I had it open and even for draw no bet, it was 10-1 on Celtic. And I thought, I backed yeah. them in Barca. It came close. It was like, did I do it again? And I was thinking, no. don't know. And uh, John on the forum had a nice wee bet on it, though, eh? Oh, he did. He had the uh, Wanyama first scorer and 2-1 singles and double. Mental. Of ridiculous. It was like 16-1 and 25-1, to something like that, for the, the score and scorer. But, but well done, Celtic. And I was really quite chuffed for... Tony Watt. You see him at the end of the game when he was he was grinning from ear to ear. He's just he's just a wee kid, really. Just... I tell you, the, I tell you the best thing about that result. What? They'll maybe stop rattling on about the Lisbon lines. <laughs> it's going to give them something else to talk about for a few years, so we can we can uh, hear no more of the lines for a while. Aye, at least at least at least we got about the Scottish Cup. But we won it last year, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go back to 91 I've got to go back to the last blooming You just want a cup to carry around with you So you can I'll take it in just now I'll take it in. And to, to close the podcast Laurie's going to play a wee clip Wait, from I'm Chris <laughs> no, no, we're definitely not getting Laurie singing But yeah, Chris done his A wee commentary stint When he was in the stands during the Barca game And he done quite a bit of shouting so Laurie's going to play that. It's about a minute long, but it's just it's brilliant. I think the it was on 101greatgoals.com and they described it as mental commentary. And it is, Chris, I think that's why he's usually, missing usually tonight. So it's not a gig. He's lost his voice. He was kind of screaming and swearing. And... I don't know why, yeah. <laughs> I, I know, they were at home. At home, yeah. Standard at victory. Yeah, anybody can fluke a win against Barcelona. <sighs> Right, but thanks you two for coming on. No worries. And Aye. if anyone's listening, thanks for listening. <laughs> if anyone's listening. <laughs> Aye, but people turn it's off. It's like those uh, recordings, you know, in ap- apocalyptic films and they just keep recording like a radio thing. You know, if anyone's out there and listening to this, you know, the hope... Hello. The hope that someone's listening, there's still life out there. Hello, anybody there? No, nobody's there. Right, but thanks for coming on, guys, and I'll see you next week. Right. Ouch. Bye. Bye. Ball game upside and back post. Oh!